Every Woman is a feminist show that highlights the struggles, triumphs, and accomplishments of women and girls and the men who support them. Every Woman includes a rich intersection of female voices that represent a wide range of ethnicities, social and economic status, as well as political and spiritual beliefs, with the purpose to enact social, political, environmental, and economic change. The views and opinions expressed on Every Woman are those of the hosts and the guests and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Midcoast Radio Project Incorporated, KKFI staff, board, or management. Hello and welcome to Every Woman. I'm Fiona Nalling and I'm here behind the soundboard and everyone's beloved Rachel Cady is off working and can't be with us this week. So she is the sister who's doing it for herself and more power to her elbow. But I am joined in the studio by my wonderful wife, Una. Oh, I've become a wonderful wife now. Well, people lie on air all the time. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I don't don't know why you must turn this on-air studio into a, such a den of lies, but we'll it's, go with that. It's more fun. It is more fun. So how's your week been? Well, um, why are you asking me? We live together. Yes, but maybe you didn't share it all with me, or maybe our listeners would be interested. Plus, it's the obligatory banter section of the... Yes, of course. Uh, well, we had a little bit of vacation, which was mostly work, and then more work after that, and then work with brief periods of uh, sleep where I dreamt about work, uh, followed by work. So, work, work, work with maybe a side order of work and a bit more work just for a bit of balance? And um, not even a back rub from our girlfriend, either. Oh, the horrors. You are so, so deprived. Yeah, you got one, though, but I didn't. You did. You did, too. Was I working? Oh, I was probably working. That's yeah, why. you're yeah. probably working, so... Yeah, okay, well... Yeah, it was a work back rub. I, and I hope that she's out there listening to us right now, laughing. <laughs> laughing at your pain. That's because she didn't give me a good enough back rub. We'll have to hook you up with a good masseuse. Mm. Anyways, moving on. Yes, moving swiftly on. We do have a guest joining us by the Miracles of Zoom today. And it's someone who should be familiar to our listeners because we've had her on the show both with regards to her music before and with regards to some of the work in the community that she does much more recently. But she's got a really special event coming up with her music, and we thought this would be a perfect time to bring Nicole Springer back to the airwaves and talk to her about her music. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, hey everyone. How's it going? I'm so happy to be back. Feels like it's been ages. <laughs> this I think it was the end of May about that you uh, were talking to us about your No Shame project. So. Uh, Yes. Okay, God, it feels longer than that. It's been a while, a couple of years, <laughs> but so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's lovely to have you. Yeah, with mm-hmm. COVID and the Delta emergence and everything going back into the lockdown, it does feel like it's at least a year ago, or maybe like we're reliving 2020. So it's not surprising it seems a long time for uh, all of us and probably for our listeners too. Yeah, it's been a bit of a twilight zone a couple of years. I feel like even the last month, I just, everything seems to be changing all the time. I guess that's life. But um, yeah, I'm just happy to be doing music still and still doing No Shame. And so to come come to you all with 
you know, exciting stuff happening. So I appreciate the chance to talk about it and yeah, I'll do with you. Uh, since Rachel's not here, we're going to steal her st standard question and ask the squiggly line story. Since it's been since May, uh, and people may have missed the original interviews with you, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, so my name is Nicole Springer, and I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and founder of um, my own grassroots organization called No Shame. I'm from Kansas City, and for the past decade, I've been playing music around Kansas City and around the Midwest, and writing songs and doing bands and <laughs> playing all sorts of stages. And um, here I am today. I kind of survived 2020, and I'm now a full-time musician. I used to I've worked for over a decade in an office with no windows, so. To be here today, 2021, and making music and about to open for Melissa Etheridge, be one of the openers for Melissa Etheridge at Camp Leavenworth, which I know we'll, we'll talk about as well. Huh. Um, it's all really, it's really a blessing, and I'm so happy to be here. But yeah, that's who I am. I'm, I'm a musician. I'm very passionate about my music, and in fact, right now, it's really about mental health and taking the journey into the great unknown and chasing the light in life that we can find, and so... I'm just in a great place and happy to be here. <laughs> it's good to have a positive squiggly line story. And uh, our only link at all to Melissa Etheridge was that we once went on a lesbian cruise and she played a few songs the first night before we left port. Oh, yeah, the Olivia Cruise, yeah. Yes. I think it was a few songs. It was maybe four or five. Yeah, it was a little mini concert, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she wanted to make sure she wasn't on the ship with us. Yeah, I don't think being pinned up with hundreds or thousands of lesbians on a cruise ship would be a good thing for it someone as eminent as she is. It is an interesting experience to be on a ship with t basically 2,000 other lesbians and um, a bunch of very confused-looking uh, Norwegian uh, straight men. I mean... <laughs> they were the staff, so... They weren't confused about where to navigate the ship or anything, just the influx of females. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of lesbians at one time. I've never seen that, so I might even be a little speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. it, it, it is unusual being on, on the ship, and everywhere you look, it is just people like yourself and it's just uh, but anyways uh, and we got to see whales too although we're not sure if the whales were lesbian but they could yeah. have been yeah. nobody asked them <laughs> so yeah uh, one of the questions that we wanted to ask too is that when we last spoke in may there was some hope that performance venues would be more open that things would gradually get better and better and that there would be more opportunity for artists but the music community is still struggling quite a bit isn't it because we're having areas go back into lockdown and there's so much uncertainty and even just this week they're talking about a new variant called moo in south america and i'm just thinking what will artists do to adapt uh, on the long-term basis if this just becomes something that drags on for another year? Do you have any thoughts about that? 
they're going to rename the mosh pit to the covid pit and ask people for a covid pit or seated for their ticket choices yeah crowd surfing and uh, people just pass people along and uh, everyone does one cough per person just to make sure they get the full experience but you know the, the nightclubs here um well the ones that e- even requiring a mask there's there's no social distancing they are just literally packed body to body and um it's surprising the numbers of uh cases aren't higher so we should be thankful for those that have been vaccinated at least or been able to be vaccinated but uh, so like to hear a little bit more about what exactly you're doing with with uh, melissa etheridge wow that could be a, a load sort of uh loaded statement there but uh, music wise sorry <laughs> well you know i'm hoping to at least meet her and you know have that moment of course but um yeah so uh, you know five months ago i think it was i was asked uh, if i had a band and if so if we want to share the stage with melissa etheridge at Camp Leavenworth is what it's called, and it's a two-day festival, free festival, by the way, free festival happening on September 24th and 25th, and um, on that Saturday, Melissa's headlining, and yeah, I mean, my new band, it's a brand new band, we've been working for the last five months, they are incredible musicians and human beings, and we've been kind of secretive, but we've been putting together this 45-minute set to take to open for Melissa, so it's it's my some of my favorite songs I've ever written and my best songs, my most brand new songs and so we're just going there with we're ready to go. We're gonna get it all we got and I hope to meet Melissa and maybe she'll even listen. I don't know, we'll see. That sounds like an amazing experience for everyone. And from what I recall, Camp Leavenworth is being organized by the city and I think a lot of people tend to ignore Leavenworth and think that there's nothing there except for well, the Fort Leavenworth and a prison, and no one really thinks about actually going there. And well, that's where we met place. our girlfriend. Anyways, 
I'm not sure which of those locations you're suggesting she'd be more likely to be at, but uh, we'll go back to the fact that Leavenworth is actually worth visiting and has some interesting things and that this is a really cool idea to get people to go out there and to experience the location. I think so too. I, I mean, I think my wife Beth and I like to go on little road trips to, you know, to town about you know twenty minutes to two hours outside KC. And Leavenworth is so cute and has so much going for it. And this festival is right right on the river, I believe. So beautiful outdoor situation, and yeah, so people can celebrate the city. Melissa's from Leavenworth, so I mean, for her to return home after everything everybody's been through, and for it to be free, so for families and the community, like, and then to have like a whole lineup of uh, local bands, like me, Katie Gian and The Drive, you know, they're also gonna be uh, opening for her too, so it's just gonna be, I don't know, a celebration, and a celebration of Leavenworth, so. Yeah, I think it's worth a road trip, so yeah, put it on your calendar. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that a celebration and some good times and community are well overdue with what we've been going through the last year and a half. And like you said about it being outside and by the river, social distancing should be possible and people can actually be kind of together and share the same event and memory for a change. Yeah, I think we all want to be safe and cautious and want to gather and have a good time and and not have it result in some terrible situation. I think we just really want to go celebrate what we have right now, which is we can have this festival after a long year and a half, almost two years, you know. And so good vibes, just good vibes. I'm, I got my hotel right across from the festival, so... I'm looking to just have a good time and be safe, you know, mask up and, and do what we got to do to have a good party. <laughs> do you know if people actually need to buy t- their free tickets in advance or if people can just turn up? I don't know if there's like five. I think it's just to turn up. Yeah, sure. I've had several people ask me about getting tickets and I went to their website. I'm like, I really think it's just first come, first serve, you know, if you want to be front row. So if you want to do the full experience, that's a good option. Cool. So there's options to actually meet her in person with the VIP thing. So mm-hmm. before that, though, I think you've got another concert coming up. Yes, I do. So I have kind of a surprise show with my band. We were really excited about playing Camp Leavenworth, but that's a big show to, like, break your new band in, right? It's like, oh, let's just go for the biggest show we can go on our first round. But So we're going to do a little intimate show at the Rhino. Um, it is a masked show. But we're sharing the stage with Nikki White. She's another awesome singer and songwriter here in KC. And so, yeah, my band and I are just, we're just going to put it all out there. I'm going to sing my butt off. I'm going to just relish in being with my band and playing new music. And I've just been playing so many cover songs and playing so many cover shows, you know, hundreds every the past few years. And I, I'm grateful, but... I want to sing my own music, <laughs> you know, more than I do. So that's kind of a great transition for me is how do I become a full-time musician and just sing my own music primarily. So, yeah, so we'll be at the Rhino on Saturday, um, the 11th, and that's uh, we'll be playing at 9 o'clock, but um, Nikki's at 8, so come early if you want to come. So people can find out more information about that on your band website or the Rhino's website, or how, how do people get info? Sure. Any any of them? It's 
should be the most recent post on my Facebook page at Nicole Springer Sings. And if it's a link in my bio on Instagram at Nicole Springer Sings and my website, the Rhino's website, yeah, the event just went live a few days ago. So it's really kind of a surprise show, but um, I think it's going to be fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'd like to hear a little bit about the inspiration behind this song that uh, we have that we're going to play. Uh, well, we're going to play a couple songs, I think, at the end, right? Or is Studio Cat going to let us do that? Or It depends. I mean, as I said, I think the Studio Cat might be a tiger and they have very long claws. I may have to stand back from the board. Well, our Siamese has very long claws. That's for certain. I've got scratches all over my hand. Anyways, um, so... Good time is the song, and you know what? What is the inspiration for that song, Nicole? Sure, yeah. Um, so I was in the shower, and I was having uh, an anxiety attack, um, randomly, unexpected, and I was really trying to kind of overcome it. And what came out of that was a melody to "Good Time." So the whoa, I just came into my head and it all of a sudden broke up the anxiety. I jumped out of the shower, went to the piano and start and I just put this song together and um, then I got it together and took it to my friend, uh, my songwriting partner, his name is David Hill. He's actually written for Garth Brooks and he's an incredibly accomplished person. <laughs> But um, he, he writes with me, and um, he helped me sketch out the rest of it, and now here it is. I just filmed a, a music video for it. I had some friends that stepped up and sponsored the video um, to make it happen, and it's like a movie. So the single, Good Time, is the live performance from the video, and those are both coming out September 21st. And the song is really... It's me trying... <laughs> it started out me trying to convince myself it's all going to be okay, and now it's turned into the way I want to live my life. So I hope that this is a new chapter of me writing music that's helping me through my mental health journey, but can also help other people too. So I'm excited to share it with you all today. It's amazing the inspiration you get in the shower sometimes, you, especially you know <laughs> once you're in the shower and you feel relaxed and you've got the hot water and you feel clean you're like today i'm gonna i'm gonna start that new exercise routine or i'm gonna i'm gonna join the gym as soon as i get out of here i'm gonna, I'm gonna make that phone call and sign up for 16 weeks of uh membership i could imagine the inspiration from being in the shower being for the one that was titled come clean rather than good times <laughs> i can't. I've had inspiration in the shower where I've solved problems at work and, you know, I haven't been all Archimedes-like and leapt out of the shower nude and, you know, streaked over to my laptop to type it out, but I've done my best to remember it. One time I actually wrote it in eyeliner pencil on... (laughs) I wrote the equation in eyeliner pencil on a mirror. If that's not the ultimate geek science girl thing to do, I don't know what is. Well, I was about to complain that I've been lacking inspiration, obviously, by having a bath. And then you mentioned Archimedes, who, of course, it was a bathtub that he was inspired by. So that I can't complain anymore that my lack Could of inspiration is due you, to... You know those Greeks? We spent very long romantic uh, time in Greece oh, on. once, didn't we? Geek science girl should know that he couldn't have had that inspiration in a shower. It was about displacement and volume and density. Actually, you still could. You just have to. He could you know measure what? it. Never, never mind. Yeah, you're losing that I, one. I could. I could measure it. 
It's just a series of simultaneous partial differential equations that you have to find the right eigenvector for. Right. So I'm not even making that up. Anyways, well, how did we get off on do advanced mathematics? When it was your fault. Music is related to math and yes. uh, the frequency of the universe. So let's go ahead and hear the universe having some good times. And uh, play here today. It's the first time it's been played on anything. So anybody caught the show? It's a pretty special moment. So cool <laughs> nice to hear it. Mm-hmm. world premiere and i know it sounded good in the studio and hopefully it was uh, also awesome when all of our listeners got to hear it i think studio cat showed his appreciation by not uh, running across the soundboard again i am deeply grateful ah. for studio cat not doing that you know we've just created studio cat today out of thin air or at least i did studio cat may have been present with us in spirit even before that praise be <laughs> I'm not praising Studio Cat. No, so I what, will. what you've told us in the past, uh, and this has always been very fascinating about you, about the many sources of inspiration for the music that you create. Oh man, it it varies song by song. So sometimes I'll have a melody in mind that I'm working on, but I don't know what to write about, and then I'll be inspired by my life in some way, and that melody will pop back into my consciousness and all of a sudden what I'm feeling, I start pouring into that melody. That's been happening more often now, but um, it's usually melody driven. I'm so like, I could just express myself in notes. I don't even have to say words. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I love the sound of notes. I love matching pitches. I love harmonizing. Like I'm a singer like that. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. But you know, writing is, like the mental health aspect of it for me, songwriting. So it's usually, it just varies. Like the shower situation, that only has happened a few times. Um, Have I just come up with a song in the shower? So that's like a true gift, like this guy's a part of (laughs) Somebody wants me to write that song. But um, yeah, it's unpredictable. You can't force it, that's for darn sure. Um, But yeah, yeah. I think the mental health aspect is very interesting for me and for quite a lot of other people. I know some people in the chronic pain community who, when their pain is really bad, start humming or singing to, and it actually helps relieve their pain. And most people would think, you're in level 10 pain, how are you singing? Or your pain can't be that bad if you're still able to sing. And it's a coping mechanism and a self-soothing mechanism. And it's amazing that music can do that much for people in that level of pain. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, music is a gift, and singing, like, I really want to start encouraging people to sing, like, for themselves, like, finding your own voice, and just the expression, I mean, releasing notes is such a passion-filled thing for me, because I can put anything in my mind or my heart into it, and it's really kind of... <laughs> connects me to the rest of the universe, it connects me to other people, and then at the same time I can kind of unload my own emotions and pour them into it. So but that shouldn't be exclusive to somebody who's a professional, you know, a full-time musician. That's for anyone. Everybody's got their own voice. So that's kind of, yeah, it's a powerful tool that anybody should use, I think, to help themselves. I think a lot of people from maybe when they're in school or things their parents have said feel that they can't sing 
that their voice isn't good or that they sing a few notes flat. So You're thinking they shouldn't of sing ever. my ex-friend who had an incredible singing voice, but she never sang in front of me. I mean, I, I just recorded, she sat down and sang a cappella at her piano one day, and I recorded it just on my iPhone, and it was stunning how melodic and how perfect it was, but she never sang because this adult woman, her mother had told her her whole life, well, your voice is terrible, so you shouldn't bother. And uh, my heart broke because her singing was incredible, and I actually was moved to tears hearing it uh, there in person, but she never had the chance. So what would you say... How would you encourage someone to sing that's been told that their voice is bad? Well, I mean, I'm just one of those people, like, honestly, some of the happiest times I have singing are in the car by myself. Like, I love just turning up the speakers and putting on some, like, some of the showiest singing stuff, Ariana, Mariah, Whitney Houston, you know, whoever, and... Just, you know, who's, who's hearing that? No, or you know, there's no one to judge me there, especially. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's really <laughs> no one, no one to impress or entertain. But so I think find your find your own space. Do, sing in the shower. Um, you know, get get a little keyboard and you know, pluck out some notes and try to match your voice to the notes and just like really start small and. And keep it to yourself for, you know, I mean, like, until you feel confident to put it out there because you want to. I just, I don't know. Everybody has an opinion, and we can't believe everyone. So if you're singing for your own mental health, then, yeah, don't hesitate. <laughs> It'll help you it really well. And am I right in remembering, because I think I missed the last uh, episode being out of town, that you started out being self-taught in how to play as well? Yeah, um, guitar, I kind of started picking up, really, when I was about 25, 26, and I'm self-taught on that, so I'm also self-taught on drums, and I had a little bit of piano, um, but mostly self-taught on that, too. It's been years. I This, this single, Good Time, is the first time I've performed piano for anything ever. I haven't performed on the stage of the piano since I was, like, 20, so... <laughs> It's been a while, but so you kind of have to teach yourself all over again by that point, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's not like a book. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, self-taught. So, you know, if you want to do something, do it, like just go for it. Start small and don't have a too high of an expectation. You know what I mean? Just take it step by step. That's what I did. Here I am. So. And I think a lot of people think that you have to have been playing an instrument since you were a child uh, in order to be any good at it. And you picked this up at a much more mature age, so I think there's hope for everyone out there. Yeah, it's never too late. It truly, truly is not. I mean, I'm having the most success in my life at the age I am right now. I'm the oldest I've ever been, right? So, <laughs> I know. And I know I'm not terribly old. I'm just saying, like... The exciting things are happening, and I'm just getting older every second, and the opportunities still come because when you have passion, when you have love for something, and you invest in yourself, you know, you, you're planting seeds that will, like, you know, they will reap what you, you know, your dreams can come through in a certain way, you know, if you just keep going for it. So, never too late. You can teach yourself anything. You are capable, and you're worth the time. 
Um, that's the message I want to start putting out there. Because too many of us get in our own way. We're not our own best friend. And that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your life. So that's my soapbox. <laughs> I love your soapbox and we'd like to hear more. So well, I'd like... I'd like I'd like to know in terms of your dreams or your plans for the future uh, what where do you want to be where do you see yourself being in your musical career do you want do you have a certain set of goals or do you have certain things that you want to accomplish are there songs that are yet unwritten that you are waiting for the moment to get out there or what it for a musical artist such as yourself you know how does that really how does that whole tapestry of your future look to you this is the kind of great debate that my wife Seth and I have all the time is my dreams man I don't know it's so hard to even explain what the dream is anymore because I, I think I'm living the dream. There was a time, you know, 10 years ago where I had just wanted a guitar in my hand and someone to love. Like, that was all I was looking for. That was it. I didn't care. And now I have that plus so much more. I'm doing it for my career. I got to leave my crappy job. And, you know, I have a home. I never thought I'd own a house. And, you know, so the dream changes, right, as you succeed, but I have a problem with realizing that I've achieved those things, you know, I'm always chasing after the next thing, so to keep it realistic, I, <laughs> I'm releasing a video, this single, I'm working on another single with some producers, and, and some really cool stuff is coming from that, and so I want to keep releasing singles, I want to keep writing, um, I want to tour, I want my band and I to play huge stages, I want to... Be, I want to be validated. I know there's some, some sort of acknowledgement I'm waiting for. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know. Like, I don't know yet what it is. But I'm going to try to be satisfied with where I'm at today and be grateful. Because, my God, I, I have a lot <laughs> to be thankful for. So, <sighs> day by day. I think that's, that's really the only way you can do it. I originally had dreams... I originally had four dreams um, that uh, were to find true love was the first one, which I did, to have a job I was good at and respected at, to have a, a safe place to live and to be true to myself, and I was able to meet those. And then if you sort of stop there and rest on your laurels, though, it seems yeah. like you're retiring too early. So you're right, you do have to evolve your plan and move it forward and uh you know come up with new things for you to do if no if for no other reason to keep yourself interested and because if you're not interested or if you don't have the passion to do what you do then why are you doing it Mm. absolutely and it's yeah, when you're finally doing all the things that you said you you know you promised yourself to obtain and that you're passionate about doing, then it's like, yeah, where do you take it next, and how do you keep growing but also be satisfied? Like that's where anxiety is kind of 
tied into it there. You know, it's like, I want to rest easy and enjoy it, but I'm also trying to move forward. And you have a family to support and you have bills to pay. <laughs> it's, it's never just as easy as just being happy, but maybe it can be, you know? So that's kind of what I'm going for, to be happy in the moment now and still keep pushing forward. I think you're doing it right, too. So. As a teacher... <laughs> As a teacher, I, I repeat saying that it's not original to me. I'm sure that people have been saying it since, you know, Og was teaching Ugg in 12,000 B.C., but it's basically, um, uh, not their real names, of course. Um, if you stop learning, then uh, you start aging. Mm-hmm. And I mean aging, not, not just chronological aging of the body and the cells, but the aging of the soul starts to mm-hmm. get old if you stop trying to learn. And I've, I have an odd experience with music. In certain moods, I can be metastable. One song can make me just joyously happy, and literally two songs later a totally different song can bring me to tears at times and um, it's strange the power that music can have and grab hold of our soul over certain times does your own do you ever experience that with your own music anything like that man I mean my music singing my own songs is always a different beast than singing anybody else's, you know, it's, it is more intense and it's, it's passionate and I do find myself connecting with the version of myself that wrote that song, you know, the version of myself that was hurting so much that I had to create something just to like get it out of my own heart. So, you know, you kind of end up stepping back in time a little bit with songs, but yeah, I get, I get moved. Um, I've been moved to tears in the studio, especially having to lay down the track for the first time and wanting to capture that emotion. Oh, God. <laughs> so, but listening, sometimes listening back is, you know, you just, you're just proud that you could even create something and then you're proud of what you created on top of it. So, music's emotional, it's powerful, and then making your own is just a whole other level of emotion, <laughs> for sure. I think. For me, if the music had a strong personal connection, I would actually have problems singing it because one of the first things that happens when you think you're going to cry is that your throat tends to tighten up. And I mean, I used to sing with a local chorus and one of the songs that we did was from Rent. And I realized I'd never actually seen Rent. And I I was like, I should watch this. And then I was like, no, everyone says this is an emotional gut punch and I do not want to be starting to cry every time we sing this and unable to sing it. So I had to wait till the end of the year that we were performing that in before I could watch it. And I was like, yeah, I could not have sung that. I have no idea how people sing at friends' funerals to honour them because I would barely be able to breathe past the lump in my throat from falling down tears, let alone actually sing. So when you've got something that means a lot to you personally that you're sharing with everyone and that history, I don't know how you manage to push through it and share it and sing it live. We kind of want to, like for me, I think, oh, I can hold it together. And I sing it, I sing at many funerals and weddings. And I also grew up in church. So I sing in gospel choir. We're talking Pentecost. Pentecostal, so a lot of crying. 
so maybe I'm a little more trained in the art of holding it together or multitasking, crying and performing. But um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think I have to honor the song. So it's like get through the song, break it down afterwards because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You, you know, music, it, it can, it's a moving, powerful force and it's the language we all deserve to speak. So that's awesome. And there are some songs I can't even really hear anymore. A friend of mine who's now an ex-friend, I, I won't go into it, um, a, fr- a friend of mine who's now an ex-friend, uh, I just got the signal that Studio Cat was between me and the microphone um, and uh, muting my voice, wrote a song about me and about my life and uh, titled it, put it on their CD, and after our friendship ended, I just... It's a very beautiful, melodic piece that uh, I can't listen to anymore because it brings back the pain of the friendship, even though it's a wonderful song. And um, it's uh, music is just so filled with emotion from all aspects of it, and not ever having been able to play, it's I'm in such awe of performers as uh, yourself. And welcome back to Every Woman, where we're talking with Nicole Springer, the Camp Leavenworth event that you're going to be uh, performing at. And uh, to know a little bit, to repeat again uh, for the people that have joined us late, because sometimes people do, um, how they can find out more information. Sure, yeah. So my new band and I will be playing the Camp Leavenworth stage on September 25th. That's Saturday, September 25th. We'll be going on at 3 p.m., and Melissa Etheridge is headlining that evening. You can find more info um, on my Facebook page at Nicole Springer Sings, on my website at NicoleSpringerSings.com, and Instagram, same thing. You can also look up Camp Leavenworth. They have a whole slew of bands performing Friday and Saturday night. It's a free festival, so free for families. There'll be food trucks and vendors and all sorts of cool stuff. And again, my band will be playing at 3 o'clock, and we're putting on a very, very heartfelt but kind of rock and set. It's going to be a blast, and we'd love to see you there. So at Nicole Springer Sings, you can find out more there. I was going to share that they've got fireworks on Friday night for those people that think that July 4th doesn't come around often enough. You said before about how your music, you pour what you're feeling into it. And I think you've actually written pieces before that have helped you process trauma. And can you talk about how you can do that and how you can pour that into words that you can then share with everyone else to give them that uplift and that feeling? Yeah, I mean, most of my songs honestly are, you know, pieces of my mental health journey, there are moments, big moments a lot of the time, so sometimes just sad days, but in the same way that you might get frustrated and want to scream or hit, you know, like punch a wall or something, I feel that same urgency, but it's to to sing and to express through music what I'm feeling, and so that's just the way that I do it, it's the way I've kind of always done it, you know, I've my earliest memories were singing before I even, I don't remember talking first, I remember singing first. So that's kind of it, you know, that's how ingrained it is in, in me to express myself that way. But, um, you know, it's, it's a vulnerable thing to pour yourself into anything, right? I mean, and it's a delicate process too if you're, you know, nervous about it. But that's why I want singing to be something people can turn to or songwriting or music. It doesn't have to be to share with anyone. It can truly just be the vessel in which you can, 
lessen the load of pain that you're carrying around because I mean, I've been, I had been carrying years and years of pain around. I was writing songs to help me through, but still hadn't let go of the pain that the song was meant to, <laughs> to help me with. I was still like, no, 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 I'm not ready to let go of, of it all, you know? Um, so to take the expectation away from yourself, there is no expectation. You're only making music or singing or writing to try to help express yourself and lift that off of you. So. That's, anybody can do that, and I really encourage it. But, um, yeah, I'll be doing this for the day I, I'm not here. <laughs> Just pouring myself into songs, I think so. Just yesterday I did a creative writing exercise that I was explaining to Rachel, who is uh, traveling right now, and had some travel woes, that I do that in part to relieve the tension and stress and the panic attacks that I get while traveling. So I, I can understand completely. Yeah, and I actually have just recently picked up painting. My wife's a painter, and um, I had never painted, not since elementary school, probably. And uh, one night, I just was like, you know what? That sounds fun. Let's just try it. And I seriously spent hours and hours um, for a few weeks just painting until one in the morning, you know. And it's good to be open to something, especially when it's not for anyone else. It's just for you. So, yeah, whatever you got to do, write it out, paint it out, sing it out. There's a million options. Go for it. I think that's an awesome thought to leave our listeners with because unfortunately our time's come to an end that we can talk. So thank you so much for being our guest today. So thank you, Nicole. Thank you guys so much. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.